Welcome into this episode of Show Your Scars with Jordan Angeli, a look inside the journey back from a devastating injury. We may not choose for this to happen to us, but we appreciate who we become in the process. Now let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. Guys, I don't know about you, but I have hundreds of old t-shirts that carry meanings and memories and I don't know what to do with them. I put them in a box, they sit there, but I can't give them away. Q Project Repat. They are taking old t-shirts and turning them into new blankets so you can see those memories every single day. Project Repat has produced over 200,000 blankets and they're all custom. You send in the shirts, they make it so easy, and on the back they put fleece that's made out of recycled plastic. So not only is it warm and cozy, but it's helping the environment as well. Project Repat also stands for repatriating textile jobs back to the US. There are now 50 people making t-shirt blankets in this country. All in all, this is awesome, you guys. The turnaround time is two to four weeks. You can have anything from a 16 shirt blanket to a 64 blanket. Since you guys are avid listeners to Show Your Scars podcast, you get a special 30% discount on your own Project Repat blanket. Go to Project Repat, that's Project R-E-P-A-T.com, and use the code SHOWYOURSCARS to get your memories turned into a cozy blanket now. Do it. It's the perfect time. Hey, what's up, everybody? Sorry, I've had a little bit of a delay on recording the next podcast. Well, the recording has been done, but the releasing has not. So we're back, and I'm excited to be back because there's a lot of good things in store for you guys and your ears and your hearts and your minds as you're going through your injuries. And one of the first things I want to do is introduce this. Um, If you are going through an ACL rehab, make sure you follow the ACL club because over the next four weeks, we're going to be coordinating the podcast that we release with some information and some uh, knowledge that we want to give back to you guys, some content that we've created to help you through your ACL recovery process. And a lot of this stuff has to do with not only just ACL, but just how you get through the mental and emotional side. So We are going to do four weeks, starting with the week on the players. So this is going to be players, and we're going to have an interview with a player. We're going to release a document about how to help a player through the mental and emotional things. So that can be for you personally. That could be something that you give a teammate, whatever it may be. But I worked with a social worker, mental health counselor on this and Danny Burns, who's been on the podcast. She's awesome and helped me create a lot of this content and put it into um, terms and terminology that she would use within her work. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to get to week one, which is all about the player. And for that, we have Joanna Lohman again on the podcast. And Joanna is about five months out of her ACL injury and surgery, and she talks a lot about different things during this podcast about learning about your body, how this journey through injury recovery helps you figure out different things about how your body works. The challenges that she's faced, staying involved with your team is a big thing that we talk about and how you have to find your right balance that everyone's journey is different, that you need to listen to your gut and let that guide you in some of of the moments that you feel like you don't know what to do. 
how running again feels, the, the questions and doubts that pop up when you do that, how she learned her biggest lesson and what that is within the last five months. And lastly, we talk about how we're just more, so much more than just athletes. And I think as athletes, we define ourselves so much by that. And then injury can devastate us. And injury actually allows us to realize that we are more than just that. So I hope you guys enjoy this and go sign up to be a member of uh, the ACL club if you want those free documents that we're gonna send out. The link will be in the show notes. So here she is, Joanna Loman. All right, can you hear me? Back in business, okay. Yay, how are you, what's up? I'm doing really well. I think uh, I tweeted yesterday that I ran the furthest and the fastest I had, I felt I felt really good about that, and I feel my knee getting stronger. I'm I'm trusting it more every single day. My balance is better, and I feel like I'm you know I'm making the progress that I need to be making. Wow, that was like so many things and all awesome. But like, <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's break that down a little bit. So, talk about maybe like how far out you are first. Sure. Um, I had surgery on April 27th, so four months technically, but in week terms, it's probably close to five months. And, um, I have, you know, started running again, but every, I think every step that you take comes with its own respective challenges. And Mm. Mm -hmm. it's amazing how well connected the human body is for a good purpose. And all the muscles surrounding your knee have to also, you know, rise to that same challenge that you're putting your knee through. And it's, your muscles are often probably picking up a little bit of slack that your knee, um, when your knee struggles. So I found that, you know, most of the pain that I have each and every day and the challenges that I face now aren't necessarily with my knee, but with other parts of my body that I'm sure are, you know, are, are being compensated for my knee. Yeah, it is. And, it's just learning yeah. more about your body. I think that's one of the, like, you look at this process as a whole, and I think as athletes, especially when you get to the level that you and I have been fortunate enough to play at, we feel like we kind of know our bodies. And then you go through an injury like this, and you're like, what? Like, yeah. I had no idea. Like, you start to learn about, you know, one of the things I was really, I really struggled with was, like, my IT band and my lateral quad. And my mm-hmm. my right shoulder, my right shoulder would be really tight. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and they were like, oh, because your fascia wraps around your body this way. Yeah. And it pulls that, you know, that shoulder and that leg are connected. And you're like, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I've had some very similar experiences. I, my shin uh, has been uh-huh. super sore. And I think one of the difficulties is that usually as a human being, which I talked about before, and as an athlete, when you feel pain, you're triggered to stop to stop doing it. But I think with this process is you have to trust that a little bit of pain is going to be okay. But at what point do you question the level of that mm. pain? Am I doing something that I'm hurting myself? Yeah. Um, and in, in addition to my shin, I've been having, uh, you know, jaw problems. And I've realized that when you play soccer, you're just kind of, you're in the flow and you don't think about, you're not, you know, thinking about exerting yourself. And now that I'm working out, you know, multiple hours a day outside of the soccer field and riding a bike and 
weightlifting, and I started to really clench my jaw. And huh. it got to a point a couple of weeks ago where I thought I need to do the dentist because maybe I need to wear a mouth guard or something. Wow. So, yeah, so I'm actually going to the dentist on Friday to see if I need to potentially wear a guard at night or in the day. Um, so like you said, it, it could be things that aren't even anywhere close physically to your knee but are somehow connected to that process. Yeah, and and maybe just... You know, things are going, you know, relatively well for you, but it also is kind of like uh, I think other people maybe listen to your journey and they're like, oh, it's not that easy for me. And and you maybe just put stress in different parts of your body, like your jaw. So, right, this is just, yeah, it's not your knee, but it's something that you're having to work through and be like, okay, well, how can I release, like, release some of the stress without putting my body at harm in any kind of way? Yeah, I think I think that's a great point, and I think, you know, it has been, in I would say it's a smooth, somewhat smooth process for me in terms of um, my progress with my knee. But I've encountered a ton of challenges um, with other parts of my body, or just you know lifestyle changes that you're not used mm-hmm. to. Um, trying to now balance, you know, my social life uh, since I've been really um, applying myself in other areas off the field. You know, that's kind of that's kind of taken off. And yeah. you know, how do I, how do I find that balance? Because previously, as as a soccer player, when I played professionally last season, you know I would have one night a week where I would be social, and the other nights were totally dedicated to taking care of my body and understanding I need to rest for the practice the next day and the game that weekend. But now that I don't have practices and games, and you know I have to really expand my career off the field, it's almost switched where it's like, all right, I need one or two nights a week where I'm just doing nothing, and I need to find time for mm-hmm. myself to decompress. And my roles now at the Washington Spirit Games are very different. I sit in the stands. I, um, you know, someone compared it to like a queen holding court, right? So I'm speaking the entire time, basically. And it's, it's wonderful yeah. because a lot of the fans want to speak to me, but it's it's really exhausting. You know, and by the end of yeah. the game, I have to go home and just like lay on my couch because I just spoke for two hours. So it's just it's yeah. encountering a whole different group of challenges. Right. I want to talk about that a little bit more because a lot of people do get injured and they're in the middle of a season and that's really hard. And I think that there's a lot of challenges that come with that. And obviously you have to figure out what's right for you, but maybe you can speak to what helps you stay engaged, but also have there been moments where you're like, I can't do this. Like I need a break from being a rah-rah cheerleader. Yeah. Uh, I would love to speak on that. I think that it's been hard for me to find a balance because it's been so drastically different than when I've been in season. So mm. I, you know, originally when I first got injured, I thought I want to do everything with the team. I want to be as connected as possible. And then as I went through the process, I thought, you know, I don't know if that's really healthy for me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to live the same life if I'm not the same person. That just doesn't, it, it doesn't rationalize in my brain. So logically, I thought to myself, all right, I need to take a step back a little bit. I need to somewhat disassociate myself with being a soccer player because right now, the brutal fact is I'm, I'm not a soccer player. I'm someone who's recovering from an ACL injury that wants to be a soccer player again. So mm-hmm. that that helps me. But then but then you got to find, again, like we talked about, you got to find the balance. So yeah. who am I becoming now? What what do I invest this extra time in and this extra energy that I have and uh, I don't have the same demand on the field? So where do I where do I then play that that extra time and energy, like I said, um, into different activities? And I think I've had so many 
opportunities thrown my way, and it's understanding, okay, what, what am I focusing on and what is going to help me you know, once I'm done playing soccer, what is going to continue to help me after that career? Yeah. And I think that there has to be a little bit of, I think, and maybe this is just sport in general, but when we commit to something as an athlete, like, I don't know if your parents told you this, but it was like, okay, if you're going to play softball, you're going to play through the whole season. You can't quit halfway through. And you're like, third game in, I'm standing at second base. And I'm like, I'm so bored, but I have to, I have to complete it. And I think that's maybe a challenging thing with this injury and injuries in general is, You've committed to this team, but when it when it's at when it's that when you're sacrificing your mental health to to fulfill that commitment, I think you have to really reevaluate what you're doing and say, you know what, I have to take a step back. I can't come to practice every day. I will come when and, and you have to trust me, whoever it may be, your coach, your teammates, yep. uh, your parents. Like you have to trust that I'm I'm going to come when I can be present here. If I if it's hurting me, then it's going to hurt the team. I think, yeah, like I a little grace in that. That's such a spot-on um, statement to make, and I think I've been so lucky that my coaches and uh, my, my physical therapist, they trust me, and they trust that I know myself well enough that I will come when I can come, and I will take a step back where needed, and they've never questioned that with me, and I, that's been, it's been such a great process for me because of that, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll have... I'll have frequent conversations uh, with Pierre, my physical therapist at the Spirit, and you know he'll say this is where I see it going, and this, and then I'll say, you know what, I'm uncomfortable with this, but this seems a bit much for me, and they understand that I have a lot of demand off the field, and um, I think when you've been in the league for as long as I have, those things just start to accumulate, and they've been very respectful of allowing me to define my own journey, which I think is so important, is that. Everyone that goes through an ACL recovery has to define their own journey. Mm-hmm. And you can't compare one to the other. I don't know if you saw yeah. recently, but Ariel Ship just for her ACL in the, over the weekend, um, one oh, of our players. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, they just announced it today. And I saw her, you know, I saw her in the training room and she was asking for advice and asking everyone on our team that has torn their ACLs, unfortunately too many of us, um, you know, what, what should she expect and what were the hardest parts and you know I really emphasize that she needs to define her own journey and she's going to go home to California probably to have surgery and rehab and you know that in itself is different from what I'm doing but that's what's best for her so mm-hmm. everyone needs to self-evaluate and figure out what exactly is the best road for them to take. Yeah it, it is so true and even with you know I, I come into that a lot with the ACL club and people asking me advice and I, I I often give advice with a grain of salt saying, you know, yeah. you have to know that every step is you, your gut's going to tell you yes or no, pretty much. Right. Like doctor wise, physical therapist wise, even steps during physical therapy, even steps return to play. If your gut says no, then it's a no. It doesn't matter what Absolutely. I say. It doesn't matter what Joe Loman says it doesn't matter what Adrian Peterson says, you know, like you are, you know, that's the wonderful thing about this world is like we are all so unique and, and mm-hmm. we can't, um, we can't say that everything's going to be cookie cutter in this return because it's not at all. Yeah. yeah um, I think we're all as yeah. unique as our own personal fingerprint. So like you said, if you have to trust your own journey and, 
that is one of the most important things. Yeah. Um, okay, so you said that you ran. How far did you get to run? I ran a little bit over three miles. Uh, oh, hey. Yeah, four minutes of running and one minute of walking, and I got up to 9.0 miles per hour on the treadmill. Oh, my so gosh, was, Joe. That's killer. Good only for, like, girl. a minute. But, yeah. Whatever. I started to do What is the feeling? Ball. What is the feeling when you look down or, like, you're done with that minute of – you know, 9.0, and your what? How does your like heart feel in that mo- moment? I think, you know, my heart, it, it's a little bit. It gets anxious. You know, it, you often question, you know, can I do this? And you just keep pressing the up button on the treadmill, and you're like, <laughs> keep up. Um, but yeah, there's always, you know, there's always doubts of, okay, you know, how is my knee going to handle this, and how is it going to feel afterwards? I think is the most important yeah. thing. And, Often you'll push your knee through whatever because of adrenaline, but the next day you, you'll you'll know if you push it a little bit too hard, and that's what I always try to take stock of is how I feel the next day or how I feel after um, mm-hmm. when I when I do something a little bit more challenging than the day before. And if if you do feel it a little bit more, are you like, well, let's just take a day to kind of recoup or do more uh, less invasive stuff, or how do you handle those days where like, okay, maybe I did push it a little much. Whenever I feel like, yeah, whenever I feel like I've pushed myself a little bit too hard, I usually will take a day where I go for a bike ride or I'll swim, and mm-hmm. I will I will try to do less pounding on the knee because at the end of the day, you don't always want to be in pain, and you don't always want to question, am I going too fast or going too hard, or I'm doing something that's not great for my knee. So I always try to take then a, a step back to make sure it, it, I didn't do anything silly, and I'm going to feel good, like, good as as well as possible through the whole process yeah it is it's like a dance right you're like okay i'm gonna go a little forward now i'm gonna just back and make sure everything's good and i'm gonna go a little forward (laughs) yeah yeah i heard a comparison Um, that that an arrow has to go back before it can go forward yeah and i felt like that really resonated with me because that's often true in life is that it's not all you're not always going to take step forward you're going to take three steps forward and then a step back and four steps forward and it's just, you know, staying consistent and having your emotions try to stay as consistent as possible through that. Yep. I love arrows. I almost got an arrow tattoo. I don't have any tattoos, but oh. that was the thing that I thought about the most is because I, I love that analogy that, you know, life, the setbacks in life are only to propel you forward. And gosh, is that not so true about this? Totally agree. Um, and kind of speaking of that, what do you think, you know, you you as a, a full person, and maybe it's just you athletically, but, you know, what do you feel like in the last five months you have learned most about you? I think I've learned to let go, let go of things that I really don't have control over, and that's so much in life. Um, and, you know, I think athletes thrive on on setting goals and reaching those goals and for my career somewhat like I've almost shied away from setting goals because I just I want to purely live in the moment and I really want to enjoy the moment so letting go of essentially you know what may happen tomorrow what may happen in three months and really trying to do what I can that day to get better and uh, you know to be a better person and that's very challenging because you know, you always say, I can't wait for this to happen. I can't wait to run. I can't wait to be cleared to play. But I want to 
I want to be here and I want to be present. And I think in order to be present, you've got to let go of essentially like what you, you know, what you want like to be in three months and focus on that day and what you can do that day to get you to that point. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I, that's, I think that is one of the biggest lessons that you can learn in life in general. And I used to think about my, um, I, I still have this comparison, but I, I started thinking about sand, and when you hold sand in your hand, if you squeeze your hand and you try to control yeah. it, right, it's going to slip through your finger cracks, and it, you're, you're going to lose out on a lot of the things that you were trying to hold on to so tightly. Yet, if you just let the sand sit in your palm, and you know it's there, and you are, you know, you're holding it, it's, not, you know, there's no breeze, it's not going to go anywhere, you, you're, you're in control as much as you can be in control. That, those are, that's how you really want to keep your you know your life and your goals and what you want to do that you you do whatever you can but you you're not squeezing it and trying to control it as much as you can otherwise it's just going to slip through the cracks yeah i really like that analogy actually used that today was not speaking to um ariel Schiff on our team and i said you know, i've always been so terrified of getting seriously injured and i knew that at certain points in my career I was so happy, and I had everything that I wanted, and I was playing the majority of minutes, and I was walking off the field, and I knew I'd given my all, and I, I knew that happiness was fleeting, and I said, it's like trying to hold sand in your hand. It just, it escapes. <laughs> but if you just come to accept that, and mm-hmm. and you understand that, yes, these moments are fleeting, but if you can feel that sand as it slips through your hand instead of worrying about it, then you know, at least you're going to have like those memories and an understanding that, okay, no matter what, like, there's going to be more moments, and yeah. you can enjoy those moments if you are present in that moment. Yeah. That's weird that we both used that today. I know. <laughs> um, cool. Anything else happening that you want to share with with me, with everyone? I don't, I don't know. What's, yeah, what's I mean, going I have on? a really exciting off-season coming up. Um, I am, I've done a lot of advocacy work for... Uh, what we call the Gay Games, which is essentially the Gay Olympics that D.C. is sitting for in 2022. So um, I've been working hard on that all summer, and I'll be heading to Paris for five days with a basically a coalition that's um, trying to win the bid. And I'm going to be doing work overseas uh, with the State Department again this offseason. I'll be heading to the Ivory Coast to run programs on conflict resolution and tolerance and respect. And um, also be headed to Indonesia where my brother lives now and I'll run some programs in Jakarta um, trying to just grow the game globally and I think that that's really helped me this off season is just figuring out that I have a lot to offer besides just kicking the ball in the soccer field and I have a lot to contribute to this world so you know, yeah. every day I, I try to um, you know, push push my career forward and always um, you know, send a message through my social media of equality, you know, gender equity, and um, and I've gotten, you know, a lot of great feedback, and I've, and it's really taken off, so I'm excited, yeah. I'm excited about what life has um, in the future for me. Great, that's hot, and, and that's such a bit, you know, it doesn't matter what it is that you, it's just got to be something that you're passionate about, and I think that's, that's one of the things that I think people lose out on when they lose their sport due to injury. It's like that's that's the passion. And it it's really hard to look past that and feel like you have anything else. And I think this is a good, you know, no matter if you're 14 or if you're 39, right, like you yeah. have the opportunity to use this as a way to explore different passions. Like maybe you didn't know you were really good at drumming and, like, yeah. you had always wanted to do it. 
and you just started with your hands. And then as your leg gets better, you can use your foot, like all those things. And then, then you develop another passion that helps you outlet um, some of your creativity and your energy and your love for um, whatever it may be. So I think that's really great that you've found that and kind of tapped into it. And I think it's probably helping you, you know, beyond maybe even what you feel right now. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's a great point that you made. And, you know, we're, we're all so much more than just athletes. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we're, we're blinded that, by that, just by the love of what, that we have for the game. But, uh, you know, I think losing the game a bit for me this summer was an eye-opening experience and shed light on all the other ways that I can still contribute as a human being. And I think that's really important to show um, through injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that's one of the first things that you think of is like, like I think we don't like maybe outwardly define ourselves as soccer players or as football players, but like we live that life of, you know, that's what we are. And, and in reality, when we get to this point of like, maybe we have to step away from the game due to injury or whatever, you start to question that. Well, like I, that, that was the, that's how I define myself. And then you start to realize, oh, I am like, that's like eighth or ninth on the list. Like I am so many more mm-hmm. things before I am an athlete. Yes. Yeah, totally. Luckily, I've learned that. Yay. Good. Well, I'm so happy. I'm happy you're doing well and you're running and you're running fast and getting through all the the highs and lows. All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Great to catch up with you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I've got got a busy week, so the nights that I have to just go, I really try to take advantage of it. Good. You you take advantage of that. You relax. Kick your feet up. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys like that week one of our series of players, parents, coaches, and teammates. I think this is going to be good to hear from different perspectives. You can share it with someone in your life that maybe can um, use a little bit more knowledge about how to assist you or assist others through uh, injury recovery process because that's what we're trying to do here to help you through the mental and emotional barriers that may pop up that we can knock them down that sitting in the pain and working through the tough moments actually is really worth it in the end so follow us uh, at the acl club you can get some more inspiration there go to our website theaclclub.com and make sure you sign up for a membership so you can get those free documents and then you can share them with whoever your little heart desires. Thanks for listening as always and go out there and show your scars with pride.